You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We sort of dealt with uh, our problem. At least we dealt with it, but we didn't solve it in any way. And I expressed a little bit of frustration, actually, with it. Uh, I want to start right there, and I want to try to clear up some of the frustration uh, if I can because it's never good to just let things stew. Uh, again, the principle here is you don't want to spend too much time. But on the other hand, you don't, you don't just walk away and say, ah, I'm never going to figure this out. And that's always the balance uh, whenever you're going to be learning and you realize you are going to uh, get into a subject. Uh, you want to feel that you bit into something and there's some, there's some morsels in your, in your system, although you know you can come back for more and, and really fill up and and, and I don't know if that's the best metaphor in the world but it's definitely um, frustrating when you bite into something and you get nothing so I want to get something out of this and then come back what was the question that we had yesterday you might remember question was why is it that a person is paid so little for his unemployment while he is not able while he was in the hospital while he was unable really to get out of bed why was he only given an employment check for a job that he didn't do that wasn't his job. Um, and um, we saw that the Mishnah sort of alludes to it. Let's look at the Brisa one more time. This is the Brisa that's about our Mishnah. Okay, so we start. Tana Rabbanan, Shevis Rona Sokil Hushomer Kishuen, Ve'im Tomar, Luxamidus Hadin. Remember, that's what we said. Luxamidus Hadin. Hadin is going wrong here. Why is he only getting paid as a Shomer Kishuen? That's the Brisa. The Gemara explains the language of the Bryson. Remember, that's what I taught you yesterday. Aramaic is a, is, a cute, is a sure sign that the Gemara is interpreting, sort of like a Rashi in the Gemara itself. Like, here's the Bryson, here's the, the Talmudic. This would be like English after the Hebrew, so to speak. The Chimitpach, when he gets better. Hai Gavra, that person. Lav Agra, the Shomriki Shulamushakil. He isn't just trained to be a, a gardener. He could be a water carrier. Agra. That could be his, his what he could get paid. Inami. He was a professional messenger boy. Uh, bringing messages. Agra. He could have made money. That was what the Yushalmi, that's what the question that was implied by the Bryson. Now, if you remember the way we read it, and I, 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 I went to Safaria, and we saw what the question was. We saw it in English. And that question was, the Gemara interjects, it appears, right, as you say, but the standard of justice was compromised. The Gemara interjects, as when this man will recover, he will not collect the wages of a watchman of cucumbers. He'll carry buckets. He'll travel as an agent. The assessment of a loss should, should also account for these types of labor. So the question is, what was the Gemara's answer? So if we take a look in the Gemara's answer, this was our question. We take a look at the Gemara's answer one more time, just to get it clear. The Gemara says, Shikfar, He's already been paid a big amount. And I, wait, wait, he was paid that big amount. Do you still haven't explained how that 
is fair. He was paid a big amount. Okay, he wasn't a, a, a water carrier or a messenger. He was somebody even more than that before, wasn't he? So therefore, it still doesn't seem correct. The big payment shouldn't obviate everything. Okay, that was the problem I had with the with the Gemara and the Bryson. Right, let's take a look at Rashi. So here's the Rashi. Because I didn't even do the Rashi. We are running out of time yesterday. I didn't even do the Rashi with you. So let's try this Rashi. You ready? So we have only the three of us, but we'll try. Okay. So Rashi starts with the word Klomar. So Ephraim uh, and Shiva, this is a very important word in Rashi. This word always means a restatement. What it means is, you might not get this. This is what it really means. As if to say, every single time you see a Klomar, you need to say, okay, how would I have read it without that? How would I have read this? Rashi's telling me how to read it. What mistake would I have made? Rashi's guiding me away from a mistake. Look, Samita Sadin. Hmm. In other words, if I look at the if I look at the Bryce without that, I would say, hmm. Im Tomar looks Amidas Adin. Im Tomar looks Amidas Adin. Okay. That Midas Adin is wrong. Midas Adin has been hurt. Midas Adin, the aspect of Din is going awry. So Rashi says, you know what that means? It doesn't mean Midas Adin is what does that mean? Midas Adin is wrong. Klomar. It's another way of saying. That's what Rashi is saying. I know this is a very poetic language. Justice has not been served. Okay, okay, what do you mean? What I mean is you didn't get paid enough. That's all right. That's what Rashi Rashi took a poetic, strong statement and humanized it for us. That's what Rashi just did. Now, this word, daha is Rashi's explaining the Gemara's interjection. Daha, for, ki mitpach. Now, mitpach, uh, let me explain why, why this word means, now we saw what it meant uh, in, in Steinsaltz, um, and recovering. It means to recover. Okay, so I'm looking at this word, and I, I want to uh, know Aramaic as well. So let me take a look and see what does this word mean? I know it means recover, but I want to know that word whenever I see it. To recover is mitpach. Right? Um, so, here's back in the Rashi. Right, so, tafach comes from the same word we have in the Torah, right? By God's creation of, the, of man. He blew into his mouth. He blew into his nostrils. The soul of the power of life. The thing that makes a human being a human being. Blowing. That's what it's called. Right? The term for flatulence is also called hafacha because it's sort of like the it's air or, or blowing that seems to come from the other end. But that's what blowing is. Nafach. Nafach is to, to blow. Okay. So now... Let's see if that makes sense. If something gets blown up, here's another word you might know. Um, Rosh Hashanah is coming. What's the what's the prime symbol of Rosh Hashanah besides the shofar and um, the talis or whatever it is? 
the scales, right? But there's another symbol that uh, all kids like. What is that? Of course, the the apple, right? What's what's the what's the word for apple? Tapuach. Tapuach. Why, yeah. Why is it so? Why is it called tapuach? Why do we call it a tapuach? Uh, by the way, you, you know what the Hebrew word for a, a potato is? The modern tapuach adama, like an earth apple. Okay, so why is it why is it called nafuach? So the reason is is because what does an apple look like? An apple looks like like you blew it out, right? It's like got little cheeks in it, right? It looks like it's not like square. It doesn't look like my my iPhone. It looks like something that you. Like you blew it, right? That's what the apple looks like. It sort of has a sense of being blown. It's like puffy. Puffy, exactly. So that's now, if you know that, so now you realize why that's that became the Aramaic word for getting better. Mitbach Gavra. It's like, what were you before? Before you were like compressed. You were like a depressed balloon. You were like... Yeah. Well, look- now you're... Ah, now... Yeah. Oh, I'm strong again, right? That's what tough yitfach means, right? Ki mitfach, hai gavra. Like when that person is now, hmm, I'm not there anymore. Look, I can walk. I'm not in the hospital bed. So, ki mitfach, that becomes the word for getting better. Ki mitfach, hai gavra. Gavra, of course, is a person. Gavra. Micholi from whatever illness he had. Shenikta haraglo. Right, that his hand or his leg, Rashi, the marshal changes it to le- hand. Lo igra de shomer kishu in shokil. He won't just take the money of a of a cucumber watchman. Davil davla veshoko. Davil davla veshokil. Okay, so how do I know that that means besides looking at cheating and looking at safaria? How did I know that that's the term for carrying buckets? Okay, so the, the t- truth is, is that. That word comes up a lot uh, in Aramaic. Uh, the term dole, dole is the term for a bucket. Uh, to be dole is to is to actually lift up um, something that was submerged and bring it up. Davil davla vishokil. Davil davla means you're a, a guy who brings buckets up. You're lifting buckets of water. Davil Davla, okay? Vishokil, like the word shekel, means to lift up. Like the word shekel is a coin, but also means weight, something you lift up. Agra is 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 getting paid. Davil Davla, Vishokil Agra, and the next word is Yetera. And the word yet there, more. You're going to get more payment for being a bucket carrier. And therefore, Nimtza, he lost a chance. He could have been a bucket carrier. Okay, he can't do his other job, but he could still be a bucket carrier, even though, you know, because he lost one hand, he can use his other hand. Or, let's say, um, he could still, um, if he loses another part of his body, he could still be an agent. Also, he could still make more money, Yatera. And therefore, Rashi says, So 
here's a lot of Aramaic. One of the things that I've taught continuously, and it's always worthwhile to remember this, is that Rashi writes in a language that's a combination of Aramaic and Hebrew. We call it Rabbinic Hebrew, Rabbinic Talmudic Hebrew. And you got to get used to that. Um, it's frustrating. Uh, I agree. But you get used to it. And the only way you get used to it is, like I said last week or two weeks ago, making those layups again, again, and again. And part of it is writing down what hard words are. So you'll remember them, keeping a notebook. Yutera we had before. We know it means more. Igloi milta. Okay. From the word gilui. Gilui. Igloi milta. Okay. So, um... Gilui, of course, means it's been revealed. Like Golos is, is actually to to go into exile, but it's actually to leave one state, and now you're out in the open in a way, right? You're Gole. <laughs> you know, you're in Galut. Galut means I'm not where I, like I'm on the road, like I'm I'm exposed in a way. Yes, I'm yes I'm somewhere out there, and that's in a way like Legalot is to reveal something. Um, you know, to reveal a secret. Igloi milta means it now becomes in the open. It's now revealed. That's really sort of the idea of galut, that you don't have your home. You're out in the open. That's the idea of being in galut, right? Um, agal, uh, which we know from the end of Parshas, um, Parshas Vayetze, is like a, it's a big pile that anybody can see. Agal. Like that's what Lavan and, and Yaakov took was a big gal, a big thing that oh wow, I can see that. That's out there in the, the big pile out there. So the, you see how these terms are related. Something in the open, something revealed, something that's that has now become obvious. That's what a gal is. Okay. Um a wave is also called a gal, right? Uh, a wave is called Galeayam because oh no 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 the wave goes up. Anyway, I'm just showing you how you could use these. Put it this way, everything I said is true, but it's also a good memory device when you see those words. Igloi means something is revealed. Don't be scared. Again, even though I, I gave you this cheating thing of going to Safaria, you know, you could have really done it without that. I, I did that because, you know, we were running out of time, and that's a quick way if you, if you don't have time. But it, it might be worth rolling up your sleeves and doing the Rashi. So... Igloi milta means it's revealed. What does milta mean? Um, milta. Um, milsa is a word or a thing. Like we say, the thing. The thing is, right, the word it's is. Right, right, yeah. the, it's become, it's revealed. The thing that you were talking about, the word, the, the subject that you were talking about, which was, am I going to make money? It's now been revealed. Hey. To love that he's not Barshi Murkishuin. <laughs> he's not just a, 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 a cucumber watchman, the cheapest job you can get. Great question. Okay, so we just did a Rashi. And I taught you a little bit of Aramaic and a little bit of Hebrew Aramaic together. Okay, that's what we gained from that Rashi. But we're basically at the same spot. I'm waiting for the answer, Rashi. Okay, great question. Moral question. Midasadin has been looked up. It's not fair. So Rashi says, Rashi says that 
Midas din lolok, so shrikvar nosen lo. And even when he does get better, meaning that the only time he gets paid as a Shomer Kishuim, Rashi says, is when it's determined that he cannot do any other job. That's why she says, that's what the Bryce was saying. You want to think that this isn't fair. You want to think that this idea that we have, pay him like a, like a farmer, like a, like a, like a, like a, like an assistant cucumber farmer watchman. Can't get any lower than that. So the Bryce says, in Tomar, that's Luxemidus Adin. Low Luxa. Because we gave him all that money. And according to Rashi, what was included in that answer of the Brisa was, we gave it that money because it turns out that he can't do anything else. So, do I have an answer to the question? Yeah, sort of. I now have an answer that the way Rashi put into this Brisa, the way Ra- this Rashi, this is the key. This thing I would not have... The words of the Gemara did not seem to say that to me. It's those words that I just bolded. Ain't no There's a little olive here that's getting me nervous. Take a look at that little olive is. Puts in the word Nami the Bach. When he gets better, he's not even roi to do anything else. Which means if he could, we would pay him fairly for what job he's worth. So when we say cucumber watchman, according to Rashi, it's only because the situation that the Mishnah and the Bright that we're talking about were extreme, where he really is so, uh, the leg is severed in such a condition. The illness, not the illness that, that keeps him in bed, but the leg and the hand are severed so severely that he can't be these jobs either. And the only thing we could do is maybe uh, hobble along and chase away the crows. So that would mean that if he, if the severity of the injury, in other words, it could be. Now I'm I'm thinking here. We're gonna we're going to make an estimate later and decide. Hmm, what can you do? Hmm, doesn't seem like it was that bad. Hmm, I think you could still. I think the guy could still have made money. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think he's still able. You know what? He's able to, to, to carry messages. He's able to, 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 to go to the well and bring buckets up. He's still got a good, strong hand. So we're now going to adjust the amount of Shevis. That's what I see from reading this Rashi. And now I'm not so worried because, yeah, the, the Mishnah, when it spoke about the Shomer Kishuyim, because it was talking about a um, quite a drastic and complete injury that really leaves him at the lowest economic end of things. So that's the way I, so now I, 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 using the Rashi, I'm less frustrated than I was. And I was frustrated yesterday with Safaria, which sort of was, was spoon feeding me. But when I read the Rashi, I actually now, oh, okay, I wouldn't have understood that from the Gemara. <laughs> I would have wanted to put a Kolomar here. <laughs> in this part of the Rashi, because I wouldn't have seen it without Rashi at all. 
But now that I saw the Rashi, I can say, oh boy. Okay, so, right. So now, now that I've done that Rashi, I can go back to something else that we looked at yesterday for help. Remember this? This is the Tosus Yontov. So, um, remember, we said, oh, what can he do? Can't really walk well? Put him on the farm. And the Tosus Yontov says, the Mairi Bistam Beneodam Shein Bene Umnot, people that don't have, didn't go to college. But if he can do something where he has a job, where he can do it, So now this, yeah, of course, that's not a new thing. That really, that's an extension of this idea. Even if, again, obviously, this is a beautiful point. The, the the Mishnah was referring to most people in those days who had muscles and legs and hands and could be told what to do. Go lift that water up. Go take this message. Go scare the crows. But if you had an umnis, if you had something you were trained to do, then it's not about the strength of your legs and your hands. And many people can still do it. Right? Okay, you might need a wheelchair to get to the, the sewing machine, whatever it is, but whatever you're doing, you're doing and therefore you're able to do that job. Most people don't have that. That's why, uh, as we've seen, the Tosas of quoting the, the Rosh, uh, that gives us another perspective here. The injury was complete and severe that we got from Rashi and the Gemara. And also the people we were talking about were people who didn't really have other type of options. But in, in a more modern world, the Shevis would be a lot different. The Shevis would be based on the job that they are able to do. The last part was still problematic to me, which was, let's say he has a very high-paying job. Um, So the problem there is, um, (laughs) the problem there is, uh, I guess he maybe could have done that job even when he was ill. So I think what the Rosh means here is this. Let's say you're you're bound up in the hospital. But wherever you are. There were no hospitals really then. But you're bound up where you were. They could still you could still they could bring you the the jeweler could still bring you, the jeweler could still bring you the jewels for you to cut, right? Yeah, it hurts, your hand hurts, but you still have your eyes, right? And you still have that ability, uh, let's say it's your legs, but you still have the ability to do that. Now the question is, maybe I don't pay you any Shevis. That's what the rush is talking about. See, I didn't realize this yesterday. I guess I had, I had coffee and a little bit of chocolate, so it helped me out to think a little bit better today. Do you understand what I'm saying? Um, so I said, the Rosh says, no, you're actually going to get paid even then. Now, even if you're something that 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 being getting your legs cut off doesn't stop you from working, we still give you a payment. Because you know why? Because you could have been an Evid 
you could have gone out and done something. There's always somebody looking for someone to, to peel them a grape or to work on their fence. Because he says, the hare im of Margoliot. A guy can always quit that job and say, I'm sick of having a white collar job. I want a blue collar job. I don't know if you guys, you know, uh, Sheila knows what I'm talking about. I don't know if the boys know what I mean when I say um, white collar and blue collar. I know Yitzchuk, I'm sure you're wearing a white shirt. At the time you're wearing a white shirt, but it's not about being a yeshiva guy. <laughs> white collar and blue collar is, a, is an old expression that has to do with do you work in an office? Normally, the idea was that if you worked in an office and you worked, uh, you know, with, and you weren't out in the field or whatever, you wore a white shirt. Um, you can see that. You can look at movies and stuff from, from those days, and you can see almost everybody's wearing a white shirt. It's a sense of, just like a doctor wears a white coat, there was a sense of, well, sort of similar. This was your uniform. And wearing a white shirt was an indicator that you were, you know, in a, um, in, in, in a somewhat of a formal business situation. It's a white collar. Uh, right. That's why you even hear that term. It doesn't make sense anymore. White collar crime. I'm talking about people who are like bankers and businessmen uh, who are should be having the white collar, but they have crime. Whereas blue collar, you know, because blue is, a, you know, this shirt's a little bit off-white, but blue is sort of like the, 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 the standard guy, the guy who's working in the field, the guy who is checking your, your, your pipes. You know, he's usually probably not wearing a blue shirt either. He's probably wearing some sort of dirty T-shirt or something, or maybe a hazmat suit during COVID. But that's the way the terms came up, white collar, blue collar. So anyway, my point is, is that, you could always become a blue-collar worker. You can always, and therefore, that's what the Rosh says, even a guy, everyone deserves Shabbos. Even a person, you know, who who was, uh, uh, who could have done the work while he was laid up. He could say, yeah, yeah you're going to tell me, well, hey, why should I pay you with a Nokev Margolius? Nokev Margolius, you could have done even with this injury. Totally the same. Yeah, but you know what? I wasn't feeling well, and I should get paid like what? Like someone who can't, even like an Evid. So I'm going to get some money. That's what the rush means. So really, this piece sort of explains the big picture. Okay, so now we have a, a better understanding of the ethical point here. Um, since we were in this page, what's and we already, you know, went to the Rashi. Let's see if we can do this now. Um, let's look at the toast vote, shall we? Okay, our first toast vote in this this period. Okay. Um, let's try this Tosfos, all right? The Rashi we did, let's try the Tosfos. Ro'anoso ke'ilu shomer kishuin. Okay, so, shekvar natan lo dmei yado, o dmei raglo. Okay, that's the Mishnah. So, this, by the way, is a mistake. This should be bolded as well. Now, Tosus gets starting to talk. Shomer Kishuin. The idea of being a, a, uh, a gardener helper. Lo Koi. 
Koi is a key Gemara word. It happens a lot. Klomar, key Rashi word. Koi, key Gemara word. Okay? Koi means standing, referring to. Literally means to stand. That's what it means. Like the word kayam, kai, right? Koi, right? Almost like, koi is to, to be up standing. Okay, so what it's refer- it doesn't mean literally to stand, it means referring to. Loi koi, it's not going al regel. I can't be talking about a guy who got his legs cut off. Why? Dibaraglo kamar bigamora sheves kishomer hapetach. Okay, what did Tosas just say? So, first of all, the fact that Tosas says, Dibaraglo kamar bigamora tells me that this Tosfus, although it's on the Gemara, is, should have been here. The Tosfus really is, should have been placed here. Here's the, the Mishnah. Those words, you see that? Those those terms, let's see, let's see how many words those are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Those fourteen words, those are the same exact fourteen words. I'm going to uh, assume, and I think I'm correct, that you're going to see right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, or thirteen. These are the same words. So this Tosva should really be up there. Why is it here? Well, that's because printing, remember we talked last week about Rashi and the print? Many times the Tosvas gets put out of place. The printers put it in the wrong place. And that's confusing. How do I know that? Well, I know it, first of all, I know it for another number of reasons. First of all, from all of this quotation. And that's one, that's one reason I know it. The other reason I know it is, is because it says, Big Gemara. Well, this is the Gemara. <laughs> oh, it's the next line. So he should say, the Kamar, the very next line. Right? If this is what Tosis is going on, that's what you know the, the editors thought. Then what's he talking about the Gemara? Now he's talking about these words in the Gemara. Let's see them. Don't have hands. You're a you're a farmer. Shibras Raglo. If you break your legs and you and you can't walk around, then you can just sit there in a chair and watch the Pesach and see who's coming in and tell the boss and, and say, hey, you didn't pay. You don't have, if, if you don't have your eyesight, then we put you at the, we say, you know what you could have done? You could have been at the mill. Okay. So, that is Rava talking. Rava the Amora. So Tosus references Rava. Tosus says, let's look at Tosus. Dibaraglo, if a guy doesn't have his legs, Kamar Bigamara, Sheves, the amount of payment of Sheves, is Kishomer Pesach. 
Abel Kishu and Eno Yochel Lishmor. So you see, Tosus is referring to the Gemara somewhere. Not, not, not on this page, because Tosus was writing it on the Mishnah. Okay? So looking at this Tosus is not, hey, what are you looking at that Tosus that's a couple pages from now? This Tosus should have been where we started on Pei Gimel Amibes. Okay? Okay. Now, so proof. Now, what is it that Tosus says, though? Tosus says, yeah, a Shomriki Shuin, a guy doesn't have his legs. That can't be going on legs. So even though the Mishnah mentioned the guy gets his legs cut off, that won't be the Shevis, because you're not going to be able to be a, a, a cucumber watcher. Rav already says that. That's one answer of Tosus. Aleph Nun, okay, besides Sheila, let's get an answer here about, okay, uh, Aleph Nun, of course, is Inami, another possibility. If you want, Nami. Remember we saw Nami in the Bach today? Nami. Nami means also. If you want, I've also got this. Inami, I've got another answer. What's the question? The question is, how could the Mishnah say that you're going to pay him like a farmer's helper? You still got to be able to walk around to be a farmer's helper. And Rava said if a guy got his legs cut, he can't be a farmer's helper. He can just be the Shomer HaPesach. So Tosus answers, Big Gemara. That's this page that we're looking at. That's Rava. Ire, another key Gemara word, is referring Bishiber Shneiraglov. Aha, Rava was not like the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah doesn't say both legs. <laughs> How far we went here. The Mishnah is referring to what? It says, Sheber Esraglo. I see. Sheber Esraglo. Right? Raglo could mean one leg. Whereas Rava was referring to, even though it says Deme Raglo, right? Rava, when he talked about being the Shomer HaPesach, that's all you could do. You can't be a Shomer Kishuin. Gemara Iri Bishibar Shnei Raglov. That's what Rav is referring to. Not just one leg, both feet. Because Rav mentions something that's not in the Mishnah. Rav also mentions Sima Es Eino. And that doesn't mean just one eye. Because a one-eyed man can still do work. Sima Es Eino means... All he can do is, is grind stuff because he doesn't need to see to be able to grind. What does that mean? Tosfa says, "To Iri b'sima shtei einov." How did Tosfa know that? De'i eino achat. De'i that if eino achat, it's only one eye. Okay, here's a word everybody knows. Adayin doesn't mean a judge. What does it mean? Still. Who roi lekolze? He still is raui. He's still able to do to be a watchman. A guy with one eye. Moshe Dayan was a guy with one eye. I don't know if you've ever heard of Moshe Dayan, but he was a person who walked. He was he was the symbol of Israel at one time. Remember? Well, take a look. You'll Google him. You'll know what I mean. He had one eye. He was able to do a tremendous amount. 
So therefore, Tosa says, Rava must have been talking about, when it said the word Eino, he meant both eyes. And therefore, when Rava talked about Raglo, he also meant not just one foot, he meant both. Kita es yodo, Shibra es raglo means both feet. But a one foot person, if your one leg is still working okay, that would be all right. And that's the way Tosos has answered this question about why he could be a Shomer Kishuim if the Gemara says the only thing you can do is, is watch the door. So Tosos has answered his question. Um, okay. Now, that's Tosos's question and answer. Now Tosos quotes something called Tosefta. That's not Tosfos. Tosefta. Tosefta is a very important thing to know. This class is called Fundamentals of the Talmud. Knowing what a Tosefta is is important. So this is Tosefta, and you can see this is what Tosos was referring to. So let's let's now um, let's now uh, go into the uh, let's now go into the this is what Tosis was quoting. Let's take a look in, at the Tosfus itself and finish it off. So we saw the Tosefta. Of the Sefta Nami, Ktani, Rowan Chiger. Aha. Shomer Kishuin. When it talks about, it uses another word. It doesn't just say you're a watcher. It says you're a chiger. Now, chiger, we know from the Torah, means a guy who limps, right? Chiger, again, I don't know what the, the etymology of the word is, but I think it's connected to the idea of, uh, it means limping, right? So, mashma de chiger yokolishmar. So you see clear, Tosfus says, bringing from the Tosefta, he, he thinks he can prove it from the Gemara itself. But he says that Tosefta also seems to indicate that when we talk about the Shomer Kishuin, we talk about someone, yeah, okay, you're limping. A guy who limps can be a Shomer Kishuin. Which means, even though, unless you have both legs off, that's a job you can't do. And that's what Rava was talking about when he said you can't be a, a, a watchman anymore. Uh, a, a cucumber watchman. Now, up until now, that's called Parshonus and Tosfus. Now, Tosfus is going to be Machadish something. Venera. And you know, when you see Venera, the Tosfus is going to say something that isn't essential for Pshat, but will definitely tell us something. Let's see. Venera. Diemachoye melame tinokos. Lo nomar ki'ilu kishuan. If he was a teacher, No. Was a teacher, he isn't just like a shomer. Aha. So this is what we saw. The Tosos Yontav was quoting. Remember, Tosos Yontav quoted the Rosh. He could have quoted the Tosos that if he's a teacher, yeah, a teacher, a teacher again can teach even without, even even without with a bum leg. And he can go back to teaching. Remember? Sitting at the sewing machine. Oh, no cave Margolius. That's what the rush was talking about. Right? 
That's really everything that we saw. I almost wonder why Tosas Yontav didn't quote this Tosas, because that's basically everything that we saw in the Tosas Yontav, according to Rush, is over here as well. And um, and again, a Malamid, all these things are different. And that's what he says, like we see, Stam B'nei Obviously, that thing has changed. So, again, so that's basically what we did. There. We did a Rashi, we did a Tosas. I'll see you maybe later, okay? Take care. All right? Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 